The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Charges have been dropped against Chief Alan Adam of the Athabasca Chippewan First Nation. You'll remember that he was arrested earlier this year. And then a few weeks back, some video of that arrest was made public. And in it, you can see a very agitated uh, chief uh, interact with one police officer, taking off his jacket at one point, even saying, you know, hey, we're going to have a fight. Um, and then about seven minutes into that video, another officer comes flying in and just tackles the chief like by the head by the neck and starts punching him the chief's all bloodied um again now the charges that were against the chief have been dropped kyla lee is a criminal defense lawyer with acumen law she joins us this afternoon kyla thanks for taking the time i appreciate it thank you for having me your reaction to uh the news today about the charges being dropped I mean, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. Once the video came out, uh, it became abundantly clear to me that there was no basis for the prosecution to proceed with these charges any further. And it, it should have been stayed a lot sooner than this. And Kyla, what went through your mind when you first watched that video? I watched it again today, and it was clear that the chief was agitated. He was upset. He was, um, yeah, he was, he was, um, you know, back and forth with the police officer, that sort of stuff. Uh, he said that he is fed up with being harassed by the RCMP. The first officer for the longest time seems to try to be de-escalating or trying to calm him down a little bit. And then the officer comes into the screen and those, that was just unreal. That was, you know, in a nutshell, what went through mine when, when I saw it was like, holy smokes, did that just happen? But when you watched it from your perspective as a criminal defense lawyer, what did you think? I thought much the same uh, that you thought. I, I was shocked to see the behavior of the second officer. It was absolutely not justified at that point in time for him to come in with that level of force. And the first officer did seem to be able to mostly keep control of the situation. Yes, uh, Chief Adam was, was angry and he was agitated and he obviously had some, some you know very prevailing concerns about the way that he'd been treated by police. And he was airing those grievances. But the other officer was able to diffuse him at some point get him back into the vehicle and deal with the investigation for the expired registration that was going on you know in the background of all of this involving the driver of the vehicle um and so it, it was almost like looking at two different sides of how police could handle a situation one yeah. doing what police should do and the other doing what police should never do and, and here's maybe another side, Kyla, because if I look at my text line right now, and I'll just I'll just read this one. This is uh, has come in from Randy, and there's a lot like this. And it says, you know, the decision by the courts uh, with the Chief Adams situation is completely horse crap. If he would have complied at first, nothing would have happened to him. Now it proves that we can use vulgarities and threaten an officer with violence and get away with it, but nobody wants to talk about that what do you say to those who are saying yeah but look at chief adam and his actions at the end of the day unfortunately although police encounter people who are going to be dealing in situations where they're agitated where perhaps they've been consuming alcohol or using drugs where they're upset because they're the target of an investigation or because they've had interactions with police in the past um, those people have no obligation to be professional or polite. Obviously, we all prefer that that's how people behave, but they don't have an obligation to. The RCMP does, 
and the RCMP has an obligation as peace officers not to use more force than is necessary and to attempt to de-escalate a situation. So you're looking at different obligations that are on the different people in the situation. And I think you also have to understand this from the backdrop of somebody who's fed up, clearly fed up with consistently being targeted by police. And a number of people are saying, yeah, but his registration was expired. And what I would say to that was then the police officer should have written a ticket for that fact. Well, exactly. And he wasn't even the one driving the vehicle. So he couldn't be the target of an investigation for expired registration. That would be the the responsibility of the driver to ensure that the vehicle was appropriately registered at the time that it was being driven. It wasn't Chief Allen Adams' responsibility to in that moment to ensure that the vehicle was registered. Um, Kyla, you have, um, you know, there's a number of people and, and you, have, well, you know, has said that there is systemic racism in the RCMP. You have said that without a doubt. When you say without a doubt, what, how, do you, how do you base that determination? Obviously from part of the job that you do, but can you explain why you believe that? Well, I mean, it's part of the job that I do. My background before going to law school, I got my bachelor's degree in First Nation Studies. So uh, a lot of what I researched was interactions between police, and the justice system, and Indigenous people. Um, and, you know, the entire creation of the RCMP historically in Canada was as a police force that was, quote, to deal with the Indian problem. That's what they said at the time they created the RCMP. And it's still the police force that's dealing with people in Indigenous communities by and large across this country to this day. With a legacy like that, you can't just eliminate systemic racism because it's actually born and bred into the organization itself. Kyla Lee joining us this afternoon. I also wanted to touch briefly, and we're running out of time. Um, I could probably talk to you for an hour on this one. I wanted to talk, talk to you as well about this um, this video that has come out of Kelowna as well. Uh, there's a, a police officer there that's been uh, placed on desk duty after allegedly dragging a nursing student down a hallway. Um, there is an internal code of conduct and criminal investigation underway following a lawsuit that alleges that this constable mistreated treated a university nursing student during a wellness check in January. Uh, I've seen the video. I know you've seen the video. Again, your thoughts on this? Absolutely disgraceful conduct in that video. The Whatever happened leading up to that student being handcuffed and subdued is not depicted on the video. But what you can see in the video is at the point she's being dragged down the hallway, stepped on in the front entrance of, of the building and had her head lifted up by her hair by the mm. officer, she poses no threat. She's on the floor, on the ground, her hands are handcuffed behind her and she's face down. There was no need for the officer to lay her hands on her at that point. And if she wasn't gonna get up and walk out of there, she was having a mental health issue and an ambulance was the appropriate course of conduct in my opinion. We have seen um, more and more uh, of these cases. We've heard a, a call for body cameras to be to be used more. We know that there's only a couple of police services in the country that have them. More and more are, are moving towards some uh, cameras on uh, the cruisers as well. Uh, do you support, do you believe that body cameras should be worn by police officers in this country? I do believe that police officers should be wearing body cameras. I think it's the first in about a thousand steps that need to be taken to deal with the problem of police use of force and discrimination in policing in this, in this country. But it's a step that we can take right away 
that will allow for a record of people's interactions with the police to be created. It will protect police against spurious complaints, but it will also expose situations like this, where if this had never been caught on camera, we would never see the the conduct of either of the officers that, that are in both of these cases that, that cause us significant concern. Kyla, you said it would be a good first step, a, a step of about uh, a thousand that are needed. What else do you think is needed um, in 50 seconds or less? Sorry. I think that more money needs to be put into providing mental health and addictions resources for people um, and not creating the police as sort of the stopgap for that. Not having the police have to respond to the calls for people who are overdosing, people who are having mental health breakdowns. Have dedicated people who are trained to deal with that in non-violent ways and who aren't armed to come into those situations with police support if it becomes necessary, if the person becomes violent and poses a risk to the public. Kyla Lee joining us this afternoon, uh, criminal defense lawyer with Acumen Law. Always appreciate your time, Kyla. Thank you for this. Thanks for having me. All right, Kyla Lee joining us this afternoon, 780-496-0063. I would say about 98% of you um, are on the side of uh, the police in this instance. Um, and I think it's important to remember that it's, it's not illegal uh, to be drunk outside a casino. It's not illegal to be a passenger in uh, in a vehicle. And I, and I do want to... Uh, I do want to say after watching that video again that the first officer, that the first officer, in my opinion, I'm not there, and this is just someone who is watching it, was doing the best that he could trying to handle a situation that was being escalated with a very, very agitated um, uh, Chief Adam in in this case. Uh, the, The actions of the second officer, in my opinion, hugely crossed the line. Huge. 